It is only the artist who has really, you can check me out, I hope, given us any sense of what it is like to be alive, to be trapped, and to glory in this fact that one is forever, or for a very short time, and I mean both things at once, between that sky and this earth, and you came from someplace, and you're going someplace else, you don't know where you're going, and you don't know where you came from, and what it feels like to be here and to triumph in it. This is a call to artists everywhere. We need you. Please help us save the world. Please help us make sense of the world. Please help us make it a world of wonder. Lately, we've been having a hard time. But if you take a step back, when haven't we been having a hard time? Being human is hard enough at the best of times, and these are not the best of times. Humanity is shut in and shut up. We're feeling stuck and hopeless and scared and uncertain. We all need someone to help us remember the miracle we're living every day. Art has the power to do that. As you just heard James Baldwin so eloquently explain, times like these are when the artist is needed the most. Think about it. What have we all been doing when we were or are stuck inside? Reading books, watching movies, listening to music. When we have nowhere to go, we turn to art for escape, entertainment, and relief. More than that, though, as Baldwin asserts, we turn to art and artists to help us describe the moment we find ourselves in as we confront the realities of life as a human. No matter what's going on, whether we are separated or repressed or killed, we rely on artists to transform our history into a narrative that makes sense that can lift up our suffering while easing the pain. As Cesar A. Cruz put it, art should comfort the disturbed and disturb the comfortable. In this moment, like every hard moment that has come before, we need art to deliver that powerful combination of helping us make it through while demanding that the world be changed for the better. But times are hard. People are out of work. Artists are out of work. Cut off from their usual means of producing work, almost every artistic profession has experienced an extreme disruption to their systems of creation and distribution. Arguably one of the hardest hit industries is mine, the dance industry. I graduated from college with my dance degree and was lucky enough to find a job at a company that I could dance with full time. It was going great. COVID, however, had other plans. We closed down in March, and even though our performances weren't scheduled until the end of May, our board had the foresight to realize that the pandemic wasn't going anywhere and canceled the rest of our season. I lost all of my income. They lost all of their income. The ability of the organization to continue creating work for the public, like so many others in this moment, is walking closer and closer to the edge of the plank. Every step of the artistic process, from rehearsing with other dancers to performing for a live audience, has been prohibited. Personally, I've been at a loss for how to move forward. How can I make dance that's helpful, relevant, or any good? 
Am I still a dancer when I don't know if I'll get to perform again? When will things go back to normal? I don't know how to make it through this. <laughs> Thankfully, the arts are known for creating community, and the dance community has stepped up. Online classes everywhere, video projects, and all sorts of relief funds have come together to pull us through. The pandemic was and continues to be a major sea change, but it reveals perhaps the true creativity of many artists. Artists find a way to express their art no matter what. The internet has been a wonderful conduit, but local efforts are all the more touching and real. A cello concert on someone's front porch. Sidewalk art that clearly was worked on all day. Community fairy gardens started next to a public sidewalk tree. So many people around the world are stepping up to make and unearth impactful works of art that we can appreciate while we grapple with this new future, and we should support them. But for many artists, this is a scary moment. The future is up in the air, and major changes have to happen to facilitate making good art and keeping it financially viable. But this isn't the first time many artists have had to tighten their belts and muddle through. Every artist has a story of when they've had to pay a steep price to produce their work. The next days, months, and maybe years will be a testament to that in the eye of history. When we consider the eye of history, though, it shows us countless examples of those who made it through the struggle of being alive to create brilliant works of art that resonate to this day. The time for art that describes our experience and helps us get through is always now. The artists of the world can't afford to wait until conditions are better since they are so often one of the major driving forces in making the world better. I'd like to offer up a piece by Toni Morrison, a legend in the world of writing, who wrote a moving piece on the importance of artists going to work in the aftermath of the 2004 election of George Bush. In a moving essay entitled No Place for Self-Pity, No Room for Fear, she describes talking to a friend about her feelings of depression and her inability to write and being angrily cut off by her friend's impassioned response. No, 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 no. This is precisely the time when artists go to work. Not when everything is fine, but in times of dread. That's our job. Cowed into reflection, she remarks on the struggle of artists throughout history and why their work is important. In her words, dictators and tyrants routinely begin their reigns and sustain their power with the deliberate and calculated destruction of art. Their plan is simple, to limit or erase the imagination that art creates, as well as the critical thinking of scholars and journalists. While she's talking about political leaders, the point stands at the intersection of art and any major world or life event. The brutality of the world will continually try and limit us and our visions, convincing us that we have nothing to offer or that it can't get better we need to reject this as artists and as people. In times of dread, we only have each other to get through, and so many people rely on the artists of the world to create something that helps it all make sense. Our political discourse may be broken, or the economy crashing, or personal lives falling apart, but through it all, we are compelled as a community to find meaning and move forward. As hard as it may be at times, it is the duty of the artist to create. As Morrison writes, there is no time for despair. 
no place for self-pity, no need for silence, no room for fear. We speak, we write, we do language. That is how civilizations heal. I know the world is bruised and bleeding, and though it is important not to ignore its pain, it is also critical to refuse to succumb to its malevolence. Like failure, chaos contains information that can lead to knowledge, even wisdom, like art. The combination of sensitivity and resilience that Morrison describes is incredibly difficult to sustain, but is what enables the artist to make work that can truly reach people. In this moment, like every moment, we need artists to step up to the task. My aim in creating this podcast is twofold. I want to spotlight artists and projects that are currently finding creative ways to make art when it's hard, and I want to unearth the stories of artists from every walk of life who have persevered to bring their vision alive to the world. I've always been fascinated by the idea of conversation. Conversation brings us into close contact with humanity's unique ability to learn from one another. It solidifies opinion into belief and opens the doorways of the mind to strange and unexpected ideas. I hope to encourage a conversation around making art a necessity and a responsibility, not privilege or decoration. I'll be talking to people in the industry and people making artistic work right now, but I also want to use previously recorded audio like that snippet of James Baldwin that you heard at the top of the episode, or written text like Toni Morrison's essay, or even transcripts from interviews to try and get in a conversation with bigger figures or figures from the past that I feel like we can still learn from. I'll be continually exploring and lifting up artists from past and present, and hopefully getting a response from all of you. I would love to hear your stories of using art or art making to overcome hardship, and I hope that the artists who I talk about can serve as a catalyst for conversation and new works. Art and community are inseparable, and I hope these artists can create a community with me. I have some guiding principles that I would like to lead with, although everything is subject to change. First and foremost, I don't know, but I want to know. I'm not an art history expert or a critic or an artistic gatekeeper. I am an art lover who wants to explore and support art. I certainly have beliefs about what art is, how it functions, and what's good or bad, but I want to find the pieces and people that change my mind. We're all trying to figure it out every day, and I'm no different. Life is hard in so many ways, and I want to tell as many different stories as possible. Making art in hard times is general because it allows me to lift up others' experiences without wondering if I'm staying on brand. I'm going to be starting with current and past artists who resonate with the current moment. I'm talking about COVID, but also looking at pandemics of the past to see how art was a catalyst for activism and mourning or describing the experience. But I hope to have all sorts of episodes or miniseries around different historical moments or common hardships. I may not have a lived experience of them, and the storytelling will change depending on the subject, but I'll always try to give them the respect they deserve. Expect content warnings if necessary. I want to address three different words, good, right, and interesting. 
I'm not here to decide what's good and bad art, only to get at the motivations and stories behind the art. I'm also mostly not here to give my opinion on the right or wrong view of a piece or a person. It's impossible to be perfect at that, but I'll do my best to leave more room for the statement being expressed and less my view of it. My plan is to release episodes weekly and be consistent for you guys, but I will be keeping you updated on every leg of the journey over on Instagram at starvingartpod, and you can go there before I get a website and everything set up in order to get updates and see some of the process behind the creation of the show. I also intend to share the full versions and source of whatever content I use for the show, whether that's the full talk of James Baldwin that you heard at the start or the full essay of Toni Morrison, which really does delve into the political but has so much to say, and I highly recommend you read the whole thing. I'd like to finish my talking by reading a poem by Mary Oliver, the incomparable poet for the ages. It's called The Angel Oak. It is on my bedroom wall, and it speaks to the type of art making that is so desperately needed today and all days as we head into a hard and uncertain future. There is a thing in me that dreams of trees, a quiet house, some green and modest acres, a little way from every troubling town, a little way from factories, schools, laments. I would have time, I thought, and time to spare, with only streams and birds for company to build out of my life a few wild stanzas. And then it came to me that so was death, a little way away from everywhere. There is a thing in me still dreams of trees, but let it go. Homesick for moderation, half the world's artists shrink or fall away. If any find solution, let him tell it. Meanwhile, I bend my heart toward lamentation, whereas the times implore our true involvement, the blades of every crisis point the way. I would it were not so, but so it is. Whoever made music of a mild day. Welcome to the Starving Art Podcast.